Welcome to Season 3 of the Café Nervosa podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Taryn. We're two ladies who have a deep and abiding appreciation for the 1990s NBC sitcom Frasier. In this podcast, we're going through the show season by season, and we're talking about specific topics as we go. You can find all Season 3 episodes in the feed right now. Along the way, we'll share some of our favorite moments, great jokes, guest stars we love, character moments that last, and other Frasier-related fun. In this episode, we're talking about the cast, and for season three, that means checking in on a Hollywood legend, spending time with Shelley freaking long, and faintly praising Kelsey Grammer. So, prepare a snifter of Armagnac and grab a seat on your exact replica of the couch Coco Chanel has in her Paris Atelier as we talk about season three of Frasier. Before we get into the topic, here is a refresher on Season 3 of Frasier. In Season 3, KACL gets a new station manager named Kate Costas, who Frasier has a fling with. Niles and Maris separate, Martin sends an original song to Frank Sinatra, and Daphne dates a man named Joe. Ross continues to be our hero by wearing killer pantsuits and by idolizing her new female boss. And finally, Frasier's hair is no longer in a skullet. Let's all take a moment to just... Be happy. Breathe that in. Yep. Yeah. No more skullet. Taryn, would you like to start us off? I would love to. I'm going to bring a well-known smoker, dancer, and entertainer to the table, <laughs> and that is Donald O'Connor. Oh my goodness. Well-known smoker, dancer, and entertainer. <laughs> That's what I'd call him. During the filming of Singing in the Rain, where Donald O'Connor famously does make him laugh, where he just throws his body around a room for quite some time yeah he smoked it was like two or three packs a day <laughs> i don't know how he didn't die right there on the set <laughs> it was a different time i guess that <laughs> was when cigarettes were healthy for you so that's true <laughs> that's not true <laughs> donald o'connor shows up in the episode crane versus crane and this is an episode that i really like mm -hmm. the bickering between niles and fraser is always delightful to me but the casting of Donald O'Connor as Harlow Safford, an eccentric millionaire, is absolutely perfect. Mm -hmm. O'Connor perfectly plays the charming but ultimately unstable millionaire. And you can hear in this clip just how the initially skeptical Frasier is swiftly won over by him. He recently indulged in um, an unorthodox, uh, not to mention hazardous mode of travel. Well, that Papa Sweeney. That's exactly how he would put it. True. Well, actually, that was my wording. <laughs> well, I have to freight. Rode the rails. You know, why not just purchase a ticket and ride in a club car? Where's the adventure in that? I'm 78. Someday I'll be too old to jump off a moving train. <laughs> no, you've got to live out your fantasies while you can. Do you understand that? 
I think I can. Yeah. Mr. Safford, what you've said makes a great deal of sense. Before we go on, is there something I, I have to ask you? True. It's a little embarrassing. I can take it. Okay. Can I slide down that pole? <laughs> Follow me, Sparky. So in this episode, Fraser has been asked to vouch for the mental stability of of Harlow Safford. And Fraser's very skeptical at first, but you can hear how quickly he's won over because he makes a very compelling, sweet argument. Uh, and I feel like Donald O'Connor just does that perfectly. Absolutely. And yeah, 78 is probably about the last time that you should be jumping off a train. Possibly. <laughs> it's it's coming to the end soon. Yeah. Yeah. During this time in his life, Donald O'Connor was working very sporadically. Uh, so it feels like a real win to get him for this lighthearted fun role. Absolutely. Uh, when you first told me that that was Donald O'Connor, I didn't really, I hadn't recognized him. And it was just a delightful bit of info. I think it's so nice when shows honor the history of Hollywood um, and bring in the legends, which he is. Frasier is particularly good at this, Frasier the show, mm -hmm. because they're connected to the Hollywood world. And, and yeah, it's just lovely to see, and especially an older actor. And they also seem to play to the actor's strengths when they get these like heavy hitters, because while you want Donald O'Connor to do some amazing dance, he he can't anymore. He's... 78 or thereabouts i'm <laughs> yeah. not sure how actually how old he actually was in it but they bring that like light-hearted funness to the character that he brings to all of his characters for sure lauren you had another cast member you wanted to talk about yeah i want to talk about a recurring guest cast member and that is the cast member is patrick kerr the actor and he plays noel shemsky oh shemsky uh, Noel is the Fraser universe's lovable nerd. It's well established that he's a trekker and he speaks Klingon. There are some unfortunate stereotypes around Noel, there but always are. <laughs> yeah, but the, he's always a welcome sight to me. He has some of the funniest lines and line readings in the series. Totally. Like so many of the Fraser guest cast, Patrick Kerr has an IMDb page full of credits in guest roles on other TV shows. Notably, he's been on Curb Your Enthusiasm, ER, and Seinfeld. He has also done a decent amount of theater acting in California. Here is a great Noel Shemsky moment from season three. This is where he is preparing to use his unique advantage in negotiations. I have delivered on my promise. The talent is behind you. If you strike, we strike. All for one and one for all. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so who is our spokesperson? Who is leading the charge? I am. You want to make something of it? Oh, shoot. I smiled again. <laughs> Rosalinda, a word. Our leader is Noel Shemsky. The man is all the backbone of a paramecium. <laughs> Do you think that is my idea? Noel and I were the only two who volunteered. Of course, they voted me down. I'm smarter than he is, more confident, more articulate, but those stupid little wusses think I'm a hothead. But Noel, Roz, a lot of people's jobs are riding on this, including mine. Then you do it. Me? Yes. No, no, oh, me, please. me, no, no, I've done enough already. Whoa! 
Shut! Dr. Crane, I can see that you're concerned about my negotiating skills, but don't be. I have a secret weapon. I can faint at will. Check it out. Okay, people, there's been a coup. I am now your leader. I know this is not the right thing to be focusing on, but I cannot wrap my head around what their union situation is. I know. There's no world in which a salary-based talent person would be not in the union (laughs) yeah would have anything to do with the union of the support staff and producers yeah i it is not the thing to be focusing on but i cannot handle it basically it's it's distracting yeah (laughs) yeah so there's noel giving us everything he's got i do love there how you hear like what a nice person he is which is maybe what makes him not a great negotiator for the team Mm -hmm. but like he's just a a sweet man who wants to help his friends. For sure. It is now time for my favorite segment of this episode, where I tell you about the callers who have called in this season. I'm famously terrible at picking these up in the season. They are hard. Mm-hmm. But would you believe Inspector Gadget's own Matthew Broderick <laughs> calls in? The live-action Inspector Gadget? The live-action Inspector Gadget himself. I cannot believe that. I know. That would have been kind of height of his, like, young fame, wouldn't yeah. it? Amazing. Yeah, pretty decent. Could get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> General Organa herself, Carrie Fisher. Ah, oh, beautiful. Mm. Donald O'Connor and Carrie Fisher in the same season. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because her mom is Debbie Reynolds, who was singing in the rain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wonder if he pulled her in or something. Maybe. She also just probably knows a lot of people in Hollywood, (laughs) etc. We'll leave these theories to our own private time. (laughs) Carrie Fisher, always a welcome sight or sound in anything ever. Absolutely. Inga from Young Frankenstein, Terry Gar. Yes. Terry Gar rules. Yeah, she does. Uh, This one... (laughs) This will interest you, Lauren. Mm-hmm. One Blair Brown. Oh, boy. Of robot arm fame <laughs> from Fringe. Uh, amazing. I've forgotten her Fringe character name. Me too. But I do love Blair Brown. Yeah. And if you haven't watched Fringe, go watch it because it's real good. Get on it. Yeah. Billy Crystal calls for, I think he might say two or three words and gets hung up on <laughs> by Bulldog. <laughs> so... That's Good use of his talent. Yeah. <laughs> Apollo 13's own Ed Harris. Oh, boy. Yeah. Ed Harris. And then I have a clip of this next one. Uh, would you like to play it and guess? I would love to. Well, my husband is always criticizing me because in restaurants, I like to listen in on strangers' conversations. I don't know why he makes such a big deal out of nothing. Well, June, I suppose... Your lack of interest makes your husband feel invisible. Imagine what it must be like to sit across from someone who's constantly scanning, searching, craning their neck to see just what the hell is going on out there. Oh, gosh, you're right. I've been insensitive. It's just common decency to stay focused on the other person. Huh? What? Oh, well, good for you, Jane. June! Oh, yeah, well, whatever. Uh, This is Dr. Fraser Crane, KACL. Have a day. Okay, 
In classic me form, I have truly no idea. I can tell you're excited, which probably means it's someone I'll love. Mm-hmm. <sighs> she is a uh, Hollywood dynasty. Oh. She is the daughter of two stars. Uh, one being, as I only know him, a crotchety old man. Oh, boy. From shows such as Big Love. Oh, Oh, I got this. The Laura Dern. The Laura Dern. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. I hear it now. Mm-hmm. Now that you say yeah, it. Yeah, I hear it. <laughs> uh, her father, Bruce Dern, mm-hmm. is in Big Love. He pees in a sink. Oh, disgusting. <laughs> he's such a monster in it. Oh, he's so good. Yeah. And her mom is Diane Ladd. Amazing. Yeah. They, like, both won Oscars in an interesting way. Great. Google for more information. <laughs> Always here with the info. We are. <laughs> uh, wonderful. Another Singing in the Rain star. What's happening? Sid Charisse. Amazing. Mm-hmm. For like most of my childhood, I thought Sid Charisse was a man. Sure. I hadn't seen her. And and why would you think C-Y-D is how you spell Sid? Good question. <laughs> and even if it was S-I-D, it could be short for Sydney. Like, mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> but... You're not think you don't hear Sid think lady. That's true. Uh, Vinny Stuckliano himself <laughs> from Heartbreakers, Ray Liotta, his finest performance. Yeah, <laughs> probably what everyone knows Ray Liotta from. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I don't know. I forget who this man is. Again, we're here with the information, <laughs> uh, but he just had an intense name, and I needed to share it. Armistead Moppin. Oh my, yeah. that's quite the name. Yeah. No idea. No idea. <laughs> I think he was like maybe a producer or something. Okay. Yeah. Uh, noted wormhole explorer, <laughs> Jody Foster. You made me spit on the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Noted wormhole explorer <laughs> slash director. Sure. Yale educated feminist, etc. Sure. But wormhole the- <laughs> explorer in the movie Contact. That's what we're going to focus on. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, if I'm bringing heartbreakers to the table, we're not going to talk about anyone's actual accomplishments. <laughs> heartbreakers is a great film. It is. Ugh. <laughs> Vinny, Vinny Stuckliano. <laughs> Star of the movie The Rainmaker, Randy Travis calls in. What? Yeah. Oh my goodness. True Our- story for my, most of my life. I thought Randy Travis highly factored into the plot of the rainmaker <laughs> turns out he's in it for max five minutes mm-hmm. our mom loves randy travis yeah she might have left our dad for him if she had the chance possibly lumiere himself jerry orbach mm-hmm. and finally a woman named debbie fields oh of mrs fields cookies fame the mrs fields the mrs fields who makes the cookies yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And there are lots of others, but these are the, the heavy hitters, I think. Obviously. Oh, wow. What a list. Thank you for sharing and bringing this knowledge and joy into my life. You're so welcome. Lauren, there was someone else you wanted to talk about in this season of some heavy hitters of guests. Absolutely. So I want to talk about Shelley freaking Long. Shelley Long is one of the big guest stars in the series. She plays Frasier's second wife, Diane Chambers. Diane is from the Cheers universe. Um, and when Diane shows up in Frasier's life, 
she makes him spiral into a crazed state of jealousy and like one-upmanship or one-up personship. Ah, uh, Shelley Long. She's fantastic. She's absolutely fantastic. Something I really like about Shelley Long's performance comes through when she catches up with Martin and Niles at a dinner at Fraser's house. <laughs> well, Martin, it's been too long. How have you been? Well, my wife died. I got shot in the hip and I had to move in with Fraser because I kept falling down in the shower. <laughs> well, you look wonderful. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> That's the bad one. <laughs> Do you remember the last time I was in town when we dined together? You had just started dating this woman. She was the queerest little creature. Thank you. <laughs> she ate everyone's sorbet, and then she had to lie down in the ladies' lounge while the coat check girl massaged her abdomen. <laughs> oh, I hope I haven't put my foot in it. You and she didn't get married and live happily ever after, did you? No, can't say as we did. <laughs> so you can hear in that clip that she is gaining the upper hand on each member of the family. She's establishing the control she has over Fraser in doing this, which is always fun to see. So fun. And as that scene continues and the family has dinner, Martin and Niles start kind of cutting her down with these little jokes about her play and about how she talks too much. What I really like from Shelley Long here is that she plays off of those jokes with little looks that show that she is in on what they're doing and not just sort of like a blank person who's being made fun of. She hears it and she's reacting to it. It is a talented person who can be the butt of the joke and also be in on the joke while in character. So to sum up, Shelley Long is freaking great. She's wonderful. It is to her credit that that character played by a lesser actor would be seen as just flighty and a flighty blonde sort of stereotype. But yeah, she's smart. She's in on it. She's paying attention. Mm -hmm. I love to see it. Lauren, do you think I should watch Cheers? <laughs> it's a great question. We've talked about before on the podcast that we haven't watched Cheers in any significant way. We've mm -hmm. seen episodes back in the 90s. Yeah. I feel like I maybe tried a couple years ago. I was like, I'm going to watch Cheers. And I put one episode on and I didn't put any more episodes <laughs> on. Not because it was bad. I just kind of didn't care. But... I very much enjoy when the Cheers people show up. Mm -hmm. I could watch Shelley Long forever. Ted Danson is a delight. Yep. You think I should watch it? I mean, probably. Probably we both should. Probably. Plus, it's 2020. We have time. Yeah, we do have time. <laughs> it is time for a little bit of praise for our lead character, Fraser Crane, and the man who plays him, Kelsey Grammer. I say this with a heavy heart. <laughs> she does not like to praise a white man. <laughs> not so much. Season three lets Grammar really come into his own as this post-Cheers version of Fraser. He's snobbier, fussier, more romantic, and more flawed here. It's a joy to watch. Uh, particular standouts for me are his whole storyline with Kate Costas, uh, his role in the mistranslation that leads Niles into a fencing duel. <laughs> Wonderful stuff. Amazing. And of course, the episode Look Before You Leap, 
We have gone deep on that performance in another podcast episode, and uh, we recommend you go listen to our episode about writing if you want to go with us on a journey into the film pale face. (laughs) (laughs) It's worth it, I'd say. Yeah. And it it bears repeating here. Let's all go to a taco show. (laughs) (laughs) He is really good. He's really good. And and that's all we can... (laughs) That's all you can do sometimes, is uh-huh. re- resign to admit that he's really good. <laughs> For sure. Our next segment is Nonsense Corner, and we are going to share in this one. Indeed. I'll start us off. So we do say this every season. This is a bit of a turn from what I was just talking about. (laughs) We do say this every season, but Grammar's off-screen persona is one that doesn't sit very well with us. Not in the slightest. Particularly this year, 2020. I mean, he's a conservative political activist. He's pro-life, or what I prefer to call Mm anti-choice. And he endorsed Donald Trump not only in 2016... But in 2020, it was unacceptable then. It's extra unacceptable now. Yeah. And I just, if I'm going to praise him faintly, I have to say this other stuff um, because he's, as a person off screen, he's actively working against things I value. It's important to me to put this on our record here. And because mostly I, I kind of agree with the worldview of the show. It, it values things I value. And when there is a difference like this, I, I have to say it. So that's what we're doing. I wholeheartedly agree. From all accounts, Kelsey Grammer kind of seems to be a blowhard white guy. And that is someone we are not here for. Nope. And not only is he a blowhard, he's a blowhard about things that actively put other people in danger. Mm-hmm. So... No thanks, Kelsey Grammer. No, thank you. Switching back to things we love about the show, it's that time where we recommend an episode for you from the third season. Taryn, what is your pick? I am going to have to go with the show where Diane comes back. Yeah. God bless Shelley Long. God bless her. She is delightful and hilarious, and that episode gets me every time with that (laughs) stupid play. That play looks awful. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wonderful stuff. Lauren, what episode do you recommend? I'm going to go back to The Adventures of Bad Boy and Dirty Girl, because it is the best showcase of all that Mercedes rule as Kate Costas brings to the show. It's wonderful. We talked about it, I think, a lot in the writing episode. Um, but as a cast, a guest cast performance, can't be beat. Fantastic choice. Thanks for listening to Cafe Nervosa. Taryn writes recaps for each of our podcast episodes. So if you want to see some excellent Fraser gifts, check those out at cafenervosapodcast.com. We'd like to thank Colette Jonas for composing our awesome theme music. We would love it if you would help us spread the word about our show by telling the Niles to your Fraser or the Daphne to your Martin about Cafe Nervosa. We like to end every episode with clips of our favorite jokes from this season based on our theme. Taryn, you are up. 
All you need to know here is that Ray Liotta is calling. <laughs> Doc, I'm at the airport, and I'm having a lot of trouble getting on the plane. No, Bob, Bob, statistics prove that we're safer in the air than on the ground. No, no that, that's not it. I'm supposed to be flying home to Newark for Christmas, but the next gate over has a flight to Maui. I'm telling you, it's calling me, Doc. Well, why are you hesitant to go home? Because it's the same thing every year. I travel 3,000 miles to sit down at the dinner table with my family, and what do we talk about? What's going on in our lives? No. Our hopes and dreams? No. We talk about the turkey. Boy, that's quite a bird. 24-pounder! What time did you have to get up to put that in the oven, Ange? Oh, boy, that's moist. You must have been basting that bird all day. Are those walnuts in the stuffing? <laughs> oh, God, I forgot to put the rolls in the oven. <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say, Bob, is that we're all in the same gravy boat. But you see, the important thing is that we spend time with our loved ones. Just think how you'd feel if you woke up tomorrow morning 6,000 miles away. From your home. Wow. Well, you know, that really puts it in perspective, Doc. I got a plane to catch. Malikalikimaka, Bob. All you need to know for my favorite joke is that Niles and Fraser are in couples counseling. Of course, the incident with the plant was only the beginning. That was followed by a run-in at the receptionist's desk, a row at the coffee machine, and a contretemps when Fraser lost the men's room key. That was an accident. Yes, very nearly was. I am so tired of your exaggeration. You always make things 50,000 times worse than they are. 